I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What Drives You is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Welcome to What Drives You. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most influential changemakers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaways from their insights so you can integrate that wisdom and leverage the power of your unique inner drive and wake up every day to your authentic, driven, and inspired life. In this episode, I wrap up our series on mindset, specifically looking at what a growth mindset really is and the understanding that most of us, me included, are not in fact walking out a growth mindset, not as much as we would like to think, but we're stuck in performance. Uh, this is our big idea, big takeaway, and big action episode where I aim to distill down the series to its essence. So I kicked off this series by talking with Stanford-trained mindset expert Eduardo Brasinho. Uh, he's the author of The Performance Paradox, Turning the Power of Mindset into Action. And it's Eduardo's research on how we miss the growth mindset that was my catalyst. He's uh, also co-founder of Mindset Works with renowned Stanford psychologist, Carol Dweck. Uh, I then brought in for part three, Tom Ziegler, who's son of famed growth mindset expert, Zig Ziegler and CEO of Ziegler. Ziegler as a company is one of the most premier growth oriented companies that I know in existence. So from these uh, talks, I've just been made greatly aware of how, again, I too get stuck in performance and am not actually taking the steps to grow, to be in a growth mindset. So in reviewing all the notes for the actions that I want to take towards growth, I came up with some key points. I want to share them with you now. All right. So let's get into these highlight issues, the big takeaways, big ideas, big actions. 
for growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So again, this is, I started this off with saying, I mean, this spoke right to me. That's why I do all of these series. Because if you said, Kevin, do you understand what a growth mindset is? I was, uh, mindset is, I said, yes. Uh, do you have one? I would say, yes. So are you walking that out? I would say, yes. And what I found out in working with, talking with uh, Eduardo specifically, Ed- Eduardo Brasino, uh, is I am often not. So here's three big statements that are from Eduardo I'll lead off with. Growth mindset is not a silver bullet. It needs to be in tandem with effective strategies and habits for growth. Next one, just because someone is in a growth mindset doesn't mean they know how to learn or implement effective strategies to actually improve their skills. And next, to grow and succeed, we must develop the belief that we can change as well as the competence for how to change. That's again, a big statement. We must develop the belief that we can change. If you ask me, Kevin Miller, Kevin, do you believe you can change? I said, absolutely. But as I've been working through this performance paradox uh, book with Eduardo, I'm realizing that often there's times when I, I'm not really, I don't know if I would look at it and consciously say, oh, I don't believe I can change, but it testimony would show that I'm not making the effort to really change. I'm not risking anything. I'm not trying something new. I'm just going along performing. So again, growth, we think of this as just being open to growing. And we often uh, get confused in that by thinking exposing ourselves to new information and gaining knowledge is a growth mindset. And we do that consistently. And I'm, man, I'm not going to diss that either. I mean, it's so great that you guys are listening to this show and reading books and going to conferences and whatever you may do. Same with me. I mean, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm taking in so much information, but I have to watch when, and I think that's the, the benefit is, you know, we're going to get some by osmosis. We're going to, we're going to, it's hope, it's hopeful. It's positive. It's better than uh, just mere entertainment. I think, you know, for the most part, I, I say that because I like entertainment too, but I'm going to budget that. And, but I get, I can often think that because I am exposed to so much information and knowledge that I am growing. And I think I said this in one of the shows in the series, it was really profound to me when I wrote my book about how much knowledge I was able to dredge up and pull up wisdom. You can even say, uh, from the sages, all the people, you know, 250 plus now or whatever I've had on the show. And of course, just a lifetime of pursuing personal growth. And I hope some of my own, uh, my own, my own stuff too, but also how much I had in my head that I had not taken action on. And it really was profound to me and, and it continues to be, obviously, that's why we're doing this. So not, not uh, making sure that we don't think that just because we're filling ourselves with new information, we're exposed, think about it as, as exposure, doesn't mean we are actually doing something different to actually learn and grow and get better. Uh, and it made me think of having a, let's say that I, I have a growth mindset. Let's compare it to having a muscle mindset. Okay. So let's say that I have a muscle mindset. I believe in it. I value it. I'm reading Muscle Magazine. I'm listening to Muscle Podcast and watching documentaries of, of, of that. I have a lot of knowledge. I know I have the understanding of how to build muscle, okay? Wisdom even. However, what if I don't personally ever actually work out? I don't ever actually go on a run, go on a ride, lift a weight, do a you know yoga, whatever it is. 
I don't actually do anything to create muscle, do resistance training. We just did a series with Dr. Gabrielle uh, Lyons, her book, um, uh, Strength and or, or Forever Strong, I'm sorry, her book, Forever Strong is talking about that. So again, I can listen to her and I hear it. But if I'm not working out, not eating protein, I'm not going to do it. That's what we're talking about here. That so much, uh, so many of us, we really enjoy getting this new information. Again, it's hopeful, it's just for informational, but until we actually take action on it, go lift a weight, it's questionable whether we are actually growing as a person. We may be growing in knowledge, but we want to grow. Maybe that's it. Gosh, I hadn't thought about it that way. That, uh, you know, growth mindset. So yeah, I'm growing in knowledge, lots and lots of knowledge, infinite knowledge and information. I'm growing in that. Okay. But am I actually growing my life as a result of that? And again, I don't want to be down on us, man. I am grateful for us all taking in this, all this great information. Me, me as well. I'm just going to be, I'm be, I'm sensitive to going, gosh, how much am I taking in? How much am I actually learning? Even to the point of, and I talk about this quite a bit. There may be time, there are times when I realize I don't need new information. I need to go back to some of the information that I've gotten and I need to study it. And so there's books or some, I'm in my home office recording this intro or or recording this, uh, this episode. You can see some of the books behind me. Of course, at my office, I've got hundreds and hundreds of books. I've got another bookshelf over beside me here. And, uh, and there's books there now that I am in my, you know, later years or my older years now going back to again and again, because I want to learn. I want to actually grow. And this is really the essence of what Eduardo talks about, the performance paradox. That's the name of his books, the the book, The Performance Paradox. That's his research that he brings out there. And we really got into looking at aspects of, you know, performance over actually learning, performance over production. And the reality that most of us pursue jobs, businesses where we do the same thing over and over. And we know the benefit of that. Even like uh, with sports, you know, to practice your free throw, like Michael Jordan did a hundred times a day or whatever he did to do that. It can make him, him perfect at that. And he's, he's doing that, but that that's all he does. And he doesn't learn some new moves, some new shots. Um, he may realize that he's going to have a new opponent, let's say on the court that's doing something different that he has not seen. Oh man, that guy jukes and drives and, you know, does some things different or the guy's really short. I'm gonna have to guard him differently or the guy's super fast or super huge or whatever. Um, he's going to have to change. He can't do that. He's going to have to learn and grow. Uh, there's times when we need to go beyond just doing that thing. Like the practice makes perfect practice makes perfect in that thing. Does it help you grow overall? So I'm going to use a sports analogy because it's really interesting to me. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is a, an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they're hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. 
I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. So I'm going to use a sports analogy because it's really interesting to me. Think about, for those of you who watch football, I grew up on football, don't watch it anymore, but think about the NFL. You know, It's still one of the most popular things, at least in America. Uh, those guys basically train all year. I actually looked at some of the details and if I got them, if somebody out there, somebody out there is in the know and I'm going to be off, but get the concept here. Go with me on that. They play 17 times-ish a year. That's their performance. They're on the field and it's raw performance. They're not trying something that they don't know dead cold. Okay. This is the the free throw they've done a thousand times. This is the play they've done a thousand times. These are the moves that they have done for their, in their specific position a million times, right? This is performance time. They do it 17 times a year. So you guys, if you watch it, that means they spend at 17 times, they spend whatever it is, three or four hours, whatever game is. That's their performance. After that, all they're doing 
is training. I even look, they take like 11 to 15 weeks off in the off season. That's two to three months, depending on how far they go in the, you know, playoffs and Super Bowl. Uh, but what I found out or what I you know learned online is that the players generally only take two to three weeks literally off before they get back into their personal training. So they're kicking butt for training camp, the team camp that's going to be starting. So they really only take a few weeks off. They're spending the majority of their year training, learning, growing, breaking down, building back up, trying new things, getting stronger. That's really their job. So in the NFL, their job is to have a growth mindset and literally walk it out so they can perform 17-ish times per year. I think about that as not depicting our lives. We go into a job and you generally, a job, you know, whether you own the business or, or whatever, but you find your role and you go in there and you do it day in, day out, over and over and over and you're performing. And that's what we got to talk about with Eduardo, especially, I mean, you get into self-image things of, gosh, do you not want to fail? And even me, man, I want to, I want to perform. I want to please people. I want to impress people. I want to perform. And how often am I just performing and I'm not stepping back then and going, okay, how do I really hone my craft? How do I do something better? How do I become better? That's a big part. We have a lot of therapists on the show. A big part of therapy is I want to retrain my brain, learn some things so that I can actually do something different, be better, be and grow better. And I'm going to say that I am going to throw in that be better. And with the caveat of, and be okay with who you are today, love who you are today. And you're enough today. All those things, those are, those are, are, are relevant. I don't want to, I don't want to minimize that at all. And I personally feel a desire, a joy, and a responsibility to also take what I've got, be a good steward of it, and grow and, and become, become better. So how often are we stepping back out of our performance, out of our roles to actually train, to try something new, to learn a new skill? He talked about, Eduardo, about proving. How often are we out there to prove ourselves? And we don't improve. I mean, think about it. The NFL players were playing every single day. They're just out there to perform and prove every day. They never have, they would never have a chance to go back and improve. And they've got to because some other players out there, younger, hungrier, uh, and they're going to get beaten out. They've got to stay at the, stay at the top and actually improve, which is interesting. Uh, on a business aspect, just to jump over there. We talked about this with our Eduardo that again, we tend to do the same thing day in and day out. And we think, I don't, I don't, I've just got to perform every day. I got to get in there, do the grind and I've just got to perform. Uh, there's not really time to do anything else. And yet, and we see this happen in business with businesses as a whole and in each specific role. If we don't get better, we don't actually grow. Somebody's going to come along who does it better or does it different. Does it cheaper, add something new, and we're going to get beat out, which is why Eduardo actually says, this is out of his book, I think I mentioned it in episode one, that uh, he said, we all want to do well in our job, but uh, if you're in a fast changing economy, as we are, we need to, he gave us three ideas, identify unmet needs. So in any business, there's some frustration. Customers are realizing something. There's somewhere we can identify an unmet need or identify it amongst our team, our our uh, our employees, even our, our coworkers. Uh, identify unmet needs, drive innovation. Innovation uh, to me is paramount, and give personalized service. You know, maybe we can't do the task, the the service 
better or we can't make the product any better, we can definitely take care of people better. Those are three opportunities. And I thought about that. Some of the industries that really feed off innovation, think about medicine. Like if you're a surgeon and they're always coming up with new materials, new techniques, uh, to do surgery better, quicker, uh, more error free, uh, lighter, faster, yada, yada. You get, you know, innovate. We're not doing surgeries the same way as they were done 10 years ago or even five years ago, probably. Space exploration is one of the big things that's, that's happening right now, going to space. And it's because of new technology. We know that with cars and Teslas and whatnot. In tech, we expect innovation. We expect that. We expect to get a phone and know it's going to be obsolete really fast. What about us? We can still, again, this is what Edward was talking about, we get stuck in just performing and we're not doing what we expect from a lot of our culture out here. Are we getting better, learning new things, bringing new things to our employer, to our customers? Uh, I, I, I really appreciate Eduardo talking about, he talked about Beyonce and how she does her big performances. And then when everybody goes back all of her performers go out or go out, you know, and party and celebrate the big uh, performance. She goes to her room or whatever and watches it and sees, how can I do this better? How can I do? She critiques it. The critique often has a negative connotation, but obviously it's worked for her and she critiques it. We know that go back to the football aspect. Uh, you know, you play a game and then what do you do the next day? Often the next week, you watch it. And you watch every player and you watch yourself and the coaches are pointing out, hey, this is where somebody made a mistake. This is a great play. Let's do more of that. And we critique it. When do we do that? I, I really have to force myself to go listen to myself, do a podcast and to realize, mm, Kevin, that was a bunch of ums, errs, ah, you know, like that kind of stuff. You guys hear me do it. Sometimes I get stuck in that. If I'm trying to come up with something and you fill the space um, or like, I need to pause. And I also get excited about stuff and I start talking really fast. You guys hear that too. And it doesn't come across well. It's more, it's easier to listen to. And it's really more profound for the listener to give pauses, to talk and give some gravity to something. And yet I get talking fast. I need to audit myself or, you know, and we can also get other, ask other people, Hey, critique us. I'm so grateful for people who do that with me. Critique my, I had a friend one time, one of my closest friends, he said, man, I love your shows. I love the guests you have on. Sometimes I want you to stop talking and let them talk more. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. That's, that's fair enough. So, you know, what are the actions then that we're looking at, uh, as an aspect of this, what can we do to really pursue growth? Cause sometimes you can hear this and go, okay, so what do I do? I read this book or I heard this information. What do I actually do? I mean, this is the benefit of taking a course, look at an area that you want to grow in. Let's say it's on a personal side, get a therapist, go get therapy, get a counselor, uh, whatever it is, or it may be a coach. You know, for you, it could be a health coach, it could be a business coach, uh, it could be a performance coach, even though we're talking about performance, but you get that somebody that can help look at you, audit, critique, see where you want to grow. What would benefit you if you could increase? Maybe a good way to look at it is to go, gosh, if you could, we just did a 10x series, like 10x or 2x, if you could increase some aspect of your own performance, skill, talent, ability, knowledge, whatever uh, that you could apply, what would it be? Maybe you can find a course, an online course. You probably can't, or you can hire a coach or a consultant, 
or you can look for somebody who's knowledgeable and just ask them for a little bit of time. Literally ask somebody for a phone call, a zoom meeting, ask them uh, out for coffee or lunch. If they're local near to you, that is one that I was really, uh, 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 guided in advised to do. I saw that in my dad, he would do that. And it's amazing how people that you wouldn't expect to say, yes, will say, sure. People are so uh, ask them for help and it feeds the ego for one who doesn't like to talk about what they know, but it's also just so honoring. Um, so can you audit a class, take a class? Maybe you need to go back to school, take a class somewhere just to learn. You can go to a college and take a branding class. I don't know if that's always the best place to, to do it. You can find those things out in the private sector as well, but you could apprentice someone. We don't do that anymore, uh, but to learn to do something new. I, I even think just the aspect for your brain of just trying some new things, learn, practice a growth mindset just in your life. If you've never danced, go take a dance class and think about it, that you're doing it to grow your mind, to open up different things. I, I would venture to say, let's just take that as an example. If you've never danced, you have no idea. You think you have two left feet. That's okay. You're not doing it to impress anybody. Maybe you will though, but uh, you're not doing it. You're doing it for brain training, literally. What would be the possibility of you taking dance classes and doing something totally out of your comfort zone, working new areas of your brain, and all of a sudden you realize some innovative ideas for your work or your relationships? Uh, it's interesting. This, I, and I'm again, I'm I'm so prone to do the things that I know I do well: trail run, mountain bike ride, my certain resistance exercises. And this year, I went on a big uh, uh, adventure with some guys in Mexico, and we mountain biked. So I was, I was a rock star. Then we surfed. I had never surfed. Water is not my most comfortable place. I was terrible. Uh, really, I mean, literally, no joke. I'm not exaggerating. I, I, was, uh, I was disappointingly bad uh, at it. But, it, you know, it was interesting. It was a great experience. And it gave me a new perspective on the water. And I'm kind of now afterwards eager to do it again. I also did a stand-up paddleboard on a river. Um, that was new. I wasn't as bad at that, but I wasn't great. I snowboarded for the first time. Now I'm out here in Colorado. I ski plenty, but I've never snowboarded. Had that. It was okay. Didn't thrill me, but you know, just new things. Uh, a bigger thing is hiring team, more team and partnering with people. So I'm, I'm trying this stuff, man, I get stuck in the performance aspect uh, of this. So I'm going to end then with, uh, he, he has, um, these grow, uh, Growth propellers is what Eduardo talks about. Five key elements that drive growth. I'll leave, and I'll leave you with this. These are action, or not action items, but these are, I just gave you some actionable items, some concepts of actually taking action on this. But these are some uh, other ways to identify and participate in a growth mindset. Number one is identity. That are, are you somebody who learns? Again, we're going past just knowledge and information, but you actually are learning. You are actually taking action on something. You're becoming something more different. Maybe a little risk, even if the risk is just discomfort. Uh, okay, but who are you becoming? Who are you differently becoming and growing into? That's number one, identity. Number two is purpose. Having a purpose. What is your purpose? Is it just to make a buck? Is it to serve people? Is it to make more bucks? I mean, what is the purpose? What are you really doing aside from just surviving the day? What is that bigger purpose? That's a big part, of course, of what my book, What Drives You, is about, is finding your purposes in the key areas of life. Number three, beliefs. That's one that's always paramount to me. 
again, I would think that I'm somebody of good beliefs and healthy beliefs and I'm open-minded. And yet I find out so often I have confined myself in some beliefs. I need to open myself up. Doesn't mean there's not some absolute truths. I'm not getting into doctrine and, and spirituality necessarily, but even the things I just believe about myself and the limitations, limiting beliefs. We hear that a lot. Identity purpose, beliefs. Number four is habits. What are the habits that we can employ to become something different? What are the habits? If you know, It's easy, again, if you want to look at getting healthy and well, your habit is getting up in the morning and spending some time doing some kind of an exercise or something like that. That's a habit of learning, doing something different, uh, working out, not just physically, but to work out something different in your mind, in your body, uh, in your identity, I would say. Uh, and then last, so identity, purpose, beliefs, habits, community, finding a community of growth-minded people. It's so powerful uh, and something you'll be hearing from us uh, pretty shortly in this new What Drives You brand that we are now under and our focus is there of having a community where we can come together with other growth-minded people who want to increase their drive, better their drive, speed their drive, give more peace to their drive. Uh, we'll be doing that. So there's uh, my big takeaways, ideas, and actions on really walking out a growth mindset, not giving head knowledge to it, but saying, no, I am walking out a growth mindset. I am growing. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in as we all work to leverage the power of our unique inner drive and wake every day to our authentic, driven, and inspired selves. Thanks again to Eduardo Briseño. Uh, he's my Stanford-trained mindset expert. His book is The Performance Paradox. That was our primary muse for this series on mindset, on growth mindset. The Performance Paradox is the book, Turning the Power of Mindset into Action. Uh, he's co-founder of Mindset Works with renowned Stanford psychologist, Carol Dweck. She is the godmother of mindset. Uh, you can find Eduardo at B-R-I-C-E-N-O.com, Briseño. Also, thanks to Tom Ziegler for joining me in part three. He is, again, son of Zig Ziegler, CEO of Ziegler. Those guys at Ziegler, that is, I have been so blessed to be a part of them for so long now. And they are growth. They are a growth minded organization. That's what their coaching is about. And their expertise today is in equipping coaches to go out there and help other people grow and change and better themselves. You can find them at ziggler.com. And friends, if you appreciate the podcast, want to share it with others, please give us a rating on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. You can see these episodes in full at YouTube and see all of our social media. We do so many clips of all these things and pull out some of the really great nuggets. You can find me uh, anywhere on social media, YouTube, Kevin Miller, CO. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, get my book, What Drives You. Get it on Amazon, any format you want. Until next time, stay driven. Yeah.